Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel one by one. There will be no spoilers for future episodes, but of course we'll be discussing details from previous episodes. Like Dracula. Like Dracula. <laughs> uh, writing ominously in my journal, my cute little pink journal, I'm Harrison. And trying to exchange my children for more cash, I'm Jason. Harrison, what episode are we watching this week? We are watching Buffy Season 5, Episode 2, Real Me. Uh, this is the one where Dawn finally gets a Dawn-centric episode after all of these years. Yeah. Um, she and Buffy are butting heads over uh, their respective treatment of each other and how they feel like they are viewed by others, uh, their mother in particular. Um, Harmony shows up. My girl. To sow disharmony. Um, and uh uh yeah oh uh joyce is getting wrecked at the gallery tonight um and giles yeah, joyce, it ran late uh, yeah. <laughs> we know why it ran yeah. late she's standing outside the front door before she came in like fixing her makeup making sure that like her hickey was covered um you know popping a mint so that they couldn't smell the vodka on her breath um uh, and Buffy and Giles start their new training regimen. Uh, yeah, a Giles, lot. Giles got a new car. Uh, he's got a new car. <laughs> um, I, I have some thoughts about that car and com- comparisons between Giles and my husband. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was where it was going. When we get there. But um, uh, yeah, actually a lot happens in this episode. Yeah, um, I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, Real Me was direct- was written by David Fury and directed by David Grossman. A David, a David double feature, if mm-hmm. you will. And originally aired on October 3rd in the year 2000, which was my mom's birthday. Oh. Yes. It's really funny because October 3rd is my mom's birthday. It's also Mean Girls Day. And um, it's also, on a bit of a sad note, um, it is the day from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is the day that like kind of set off the events of the series in which the uh, brothers try to use... Um, black alchemy to bring to bring their mother back to life and in the end uh, um, Alphonse loses his entire body and his soul gets trapped inside of a suit of armor and Edward loses his arm and uh, yeah it's a rough day for that family it really is um, and like they have a uh, and they have a um, yeah like they have these Edward has a watch that have you ever seen even heard of Full Metal Alchemist? Oh, I've heard of it. Oh, uh, yeah. But I've never um, seen it. Yeah, that. he's got a, like, all alchemists have this uh, pocket watch, silver pocket watch, and inside his pocket watch, it says, like, never forget October 3rd. Oh, very nice. October 3rd is also the day that, uh, uh, because it aired right after this episode, one of my favorite Angel episodes of the entire series aired. Uh-huh. Which we'll get to talk about next week. Oh. Uh, but in the meantime, why don't we listen to some intro music? Yep. Play it. actually funny she did that uh grace created a little uh little how the sausage got made uh grace did our uh intro music while uh john and i were in the new intro music while john and i were in chicago to see my dad wrote a porno which i'm actually wearing my my dad wrote a porno shirt 
Um, and I left behind my laptop so she could do it. But I also was like, uh, delete all porn, delete all porn. Like, you know, just in case. Um, I don't think Grace was going to be looking for my porn, but no. Also, I don't... If she would have judged you for the porn that you had, I no. I, she's not the kind of person to it judge. It was less about ju- her judging me and more of like, I didn't want her accidentally stumbling upon it and being scandalized. <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 I don't want to have a situation where I was showing Grace non-consensual porn. I mean, Grace has been your friend for quite a while. I think she's been scandalized. Yeah, but we've already. never watched porn together. Yeah. I haven't watched porn with friends since high school. And that was more like, it wasn't like, a, oh, we're going to watch porn and jerk it. It was like, we're going to find the most fucked up porn like we can think of. It makes me think and, of uh, The End of Love, actually, where it's just like, come on, let's get pissed and watch porn. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, okay, listeners, Harrison Kaufman, I'm here to say I am an unabashed love actually lover. Yes, I am aware that that movie has issues and is super problematic in certain ways, but Emma Thompson walks into that bedroom to start crying and... Yeah, I like the funny bits of it, but after seeing like a lot of deep dives into it and recognizing that maybe a few of the toxic things I had been practicing earlier in my life, um, it kind of like... It's a little hard for me to watch now. Which is totally fair. And it is a lot of, like, you're absolutely right. I'm, like, during certain scenes, I'm just like, all right, I'm on my phone during this part. Oh, we're back at the the body doubles having casual conversations while simulating sex. This is very funny. Yeah. Um... Uh, anyway, uh, I, know, I know Martin Freeman was the uh, was the actor. Who's the actress? I, I don't remember. I don't think she's someone who's gotten as okay. famous as Martin Freeman. I could be completely wrong. It gotcha. has been a minute since I've watched it. Um, I also just always really love the, uh, and then we'll get off of this tangent before we've even started. But the it's taken me months to sew the octopus costume, David. Eight is a lot of legs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a toast. Um, so, a to- Jason, this toast is for you. Oh, really? Yes, because it was your birthday last week. Oh. And we obviously had, as we mentioned last week, had some other stuff that we were yeah. dealing with at the time, but I want to give you your due as well. So, happy birthday, Jason. Oh, we're drinking wine, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I have to, um, I have to admit, it wasn't really the best of birthdays. It kind of got lost in everything else. Um, and I'm okay with that. I think, um, I mean... I'll have plenty of birthdays. I'm okay with, like, this mm-hmm. one. You know, it was more just kind of about being yeah. there for being there for the people who were affected by last week's. And you had a nice celebration the Saturday before. I did, Which yeah. was lovely. Yeah, that was... I, I'm, really, I'm really glad that that actually did happen. Um, obviously, I didn't know that what was right. going to precipitate after, but... Right. Uh, yeah, I am happy that I got that. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I was surrounded by friends, Yay. so... That's the best way to be. Surrounded by friends. Or chocolate. I believe there was chocolate there. Um, was there? Uh, I had a big old bag of candy, so... Okay. I was. I think I, I, I focused mostly on pretzels. And Oreos. There were um, Oreos. Oh, there I too. do remember the Oreos. Yeah. I, was, I was more in a pretzel mode that night and some veggies. Um, so we actually did a... Uh, real quick, we did a, uh, a non-Disney animated movie marathon. I thought that would be like fun and also yeah. pick out like... You know, movies that maybe aren't animated movies that maybe aren't as widely known, or um, 
as talked about nowadays as Disney movies typically are. Yeah. Uh, so we ended up watching The Prince of Egypt, which, by the way, uh, 10 out of 10. So good. Like, no, that, that movie is incredible. Um, Paranorman. Love Paranorman. Love it. Kubo and the Two Strings. Um, it's a beautiful movie. Uh, a little problematic in some parts of the story. Uh, and then Wolfwalkers, which uh, is made by one of my favorite uh, animation studios, Cartoon Saloon. Uh, yeah, fantastic. The only ones that I... I had seen all of them except for Kubo and the Two Strings, which is the one Jason and I... Or John and I were there for. We, we caught the tail end of Paranorman. Um... I really liked it. I like, yeah. I didn't love the ending. I, yeah. I the ending. I was like, I kind of feel like you're uh, undermining some of the message you're trying to tell here. But, but yeah, um, it, it is. It is an absolutely beautiful movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, was, it was strange going from Paranorman to that because Paranorman's like so comedic, and Kubo and the Two Strings is more like reflective, mm-hmm. and um, it's a bit more somber. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a great time. It's actually funny. Uh, John and I, um, we we weren't there super long because we just had a lot of stuff going on and we're tired. Uh, we ended up having a weird adventure on our way home because mm-hmm. we were trying. We need. We wanted to stop to get some food, and every like we but we didn't want like we didn't want fast food. So we didn't take the interstate home. We took like the road so we could come find something that like everything was closed that wasn't like fast food. Um, and we were like, well, let's stop at Kroger and we can get something like like a frozen pizza or something, something we can cook real quickly. Or we got to the Kroger closed. Yeah, that sounds about they right. Clo- they they all, like all close at ten now. So we were like, oh my god, it we it was probably like forty five minutes before we actually got home because finally we were like okay it's a little more money than we wanted to spend but we'll just get food from the tavern it's fine and it was good like it was great but we were just like by the time we got home we were like oh my god yeah oh my god (laughs) uh you know what we should probably talk about this episode now yes (laughs) so we start with buffy uh and giles training there's some crystals and some calming music and um giles is getting like a mantra sort of situation you know she's got to concentrate and buffy does a handstand on this thing good job person who is definitely not sarah michelle (laughs) (laughs) and she does have um i don't know the name i'll try to find it but um uh buffy does have a new um stunt double this season okay uh Oh gosh, I cannot remember her name. Her previous stunt double uh, left at the end of season four, so she's got a new stunt double. Um, Sophia Crawford, that's her name. Okay. Because um, she was also the Pink Ranger stunt double. Cool. Um, but um, yeah, she's doing her little handstand on this block of wood. And then she's like, oh, watch me do even better. And she like lifts one arm up. That's pretty cool. Dope. Pretty dope. Uh, and then. Uh, uh, then we see a hand reach into the frame and fuck with the crystals. They fall over and so does Buffy. So was she like connected to these crystals or? I don't think so. I think it was more like the noise of the crystals like falling, like distracted Buffy. Threw off, threw off my juju. Yeah. 
So she falls, takes a tumble. Giles is super annoyed. And there's this great shot from Buffy's perspective of, um, of Don looking over her and being like, can we go Can now? Can we go now? <laughs> um, then we got a, uh, we got a big old packed uh, credit sequence. Yes, we do. So after all these years, five seasons in, Michelle Trachtenberg is finally in the opening credits. About time. About time. But yeah, it's like, it's so, like, it's so funny because there are so many people and you like... And go back to Angel last season where we had three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny watching it because, like, it's noticeable, especially in this episode where we have our largest number of people in the credits um, that we've ever had and ever will. Um, that it's obvious that several of the in between character credits are not there anymore <laughs> so, because they've just got only a finite amount of time to get through this credit sequence. Um, but it's it's exciting. It's you you know um, when you are really familiar with a show and you're like, but there's also like a certain period of the show where you're like, especially a show like this where like cast members come and go. But there's like a certain period where it's like, oh, this is like the main. Yeah. Um, this is kind of where I am in like, like we've got. Anya on the team, and uh, that's how I feel Tara. about uh, Parks and Rec, like season three through um, mm-hmm. six, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I we're not there yet on Angel. Um, I'd say that's season four. Yeah, that's yeah. yes. There's a more nuanced take on that that we can't talk about. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's uh, all I can do is say, like, yeah. season four. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I'm, not that I don't love all the other characters who've come before and, like, and who may come after, but I'm like, oh, yes, this, we're here. We're, yeah. like, in, this is the group. We have made it. Um, uh. Yeah, so, so in the morning... We uh, have a, a montage of the Summer's Women uh, in their morning routine. I love it. It's um, and all the while, being, uh, Dawn is writing in her journal about terrible and annoying Buffy, and inconsiderate Buffy is. Um, <laughs> and and Dawn legit like pours the last bit of milk out of her cereal. Yeah, and steals her bowl. Steals the bowl. <laughs> and it's so funny, like. I can relate. I mean, <laughs> did you grow up like? Did you eat cereal a lot as a kid? Um, like, as a kid, um, I, there got to a point when I was in high school where I realized that if I skipped breakfast, that was, like, 15 minutes of extra sleep that I got. See, we never, I never wanted to skip breakfast, so I was very much in the whole, like, breakfast is the most important part of the day, and, uh, and it's, but yeah, like, um, my parents both worked, so neither of them were, like, able to, you know, take time to cook us breakfast or anything, because they were going off to work, and, um... And so, like, one of the things we ate, like, simple, quick was cereal. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my gosh. Like, the last person taking the milk, that is a real thing. <laughs> that, is, that it's so hard to help. So, it's so funny because you only have the one sibling. Uh, and you're very much, uh, age-wise, the Dawn. Um, <laughs> and I have, uh, I have... I have a complicated situation because my parents are divorced where I'm, like, the middle child at my dad's house. But the older child at my mom's. Um, but there was also such an age difference between all of us that there was not a lot of 
overlap there. Yeah. Um, like, my brothers were too young to make their own breakfast while I was making, when I was at the age where I could be making my own. Um, so yeah, so I guess I never really had that. I had different sibling uh, gotcha. <laughs> relationship things. Uh, what's the age difference between you and your brother? Two and a half years. Okay. Uh, Joyce is saying that she's too busy with her gallery stuff. <laughs> and uh, so Buffy, who had plans to go uh, magic shopping with uh, with Giles, now has to also go back to school shopping with Dawn, which neither Dawn nor Buffy are fans of. Yep. Um, Buffy's like, I can't, uh, I can't take her to the magic shop for uh, for school supplies, and she's like, Yeah, I'm not going to Hogwarts. <laughs> which I'm, you know what, ladies, that was a funny joke. <laughs> Dawn is right. Crack a book. <laughs> of course, this was 2000, so this was. Um, I think we're only up to four. Uh, yeah. And the the craze was real, but, like, hadn't really kicked off yet. Um, well, because we're still, like, one... We're still one year from the movies. Right. So, like, yeah, Harry Potter was big. I think around book three is when, like, it it took off. And then... And then yeah, when the when the first movie came out, then yeah. it re- then it hit a whole other level. Uh, Goblet of Fire came out July eighth, two thousand. And I, you know, Buffy, as we do know, her life does prevent her from uh, partaking in a lot of uh, reading just for pleasure. And uh, Joyce's, uh, she's older. Um, <laughs> she's not as far gone as uh, Giles, according to to Dawn, but. Um, but, you know, Dawn is like the perfect age for Harry Potter. Oh, perfect age. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they, uh, oh, Riley shows up, uh, tells Joyce he, she looks good and is rightly accused of being a, a suck up. Yeah. Um, and, uh. And then he's like, oh, he's, he mentions like, uh, oh, I guess it's like, oh, I shouldn't say like I'm violating your firstborn daughter and. Gross. Right? You shouldn't have even said that out loud as a hypothetical. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it's... Yeah. Uh, but we do learn that Riley and Buffy had made plans that Riley completely forgot about. That Buffy completely Or Buffy about. completely forgot about. And I will say, in Riley's defense, he makes a dumb joke that doesn't land. But he is very, like, understanding. He doesn't get shitty with her about it. So... All right. I mean, he doesn't really have anything going for him besides Buffy at this yeah, point. He can't, he can't so, afford to jeopardize. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and uh, don't forget Dawn. They're like, oh, they're always kissing and groping. I bet they've had sex. That feels so real. Of like from that like, because <laughs> I remember think like when my like my older brother, uh, like. When he had a girlfriend in like high school, is this the one um, who introduced like, you to Jurassic Park? Uh, yes. Right. Um, he like he, he was like, like when he was in college, he had this girlfriend, and I remember having that thought of like, I bet they've had sex. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, yes, <laughs> they were absolutely having sex. <laughs> like, I mean, of course, Buffy and Riley have had sex. They had a whole yeah. episode about them yeah. having sex. <laughs> Um, but that, like, kind of scandalized, like, 
young young teen idea of like i bet they've done it well i mean you you grew up in like a catholic household mm -hmm. yeah um we go to giles's brand new sexy car yeah a bmw uh yes um he (laughs) by the way like apparently giles is flush with cash if he can like right if he can pick up like a beamer and then at the end of the episode like just completely buy the magic shop i'm like what (laughs) i think there's um and this is something i just kind of gleaned i think there is um in the comic continuations i think there's i've I've read somewhere that there is like they do go into they do go into yeah more of his past and that he does come from money yeah um but um british person in america of course they come (laughs) from money (laughs) um but uh he um yeah he's got a new bmw convertible it is shiny it's sexy um but he's so it's as the uh as the Pointer Sisters say, it's automatic. Nice. Throwback to last <laughs> week. <laughs> he, um... Yeah, he accidentally puts the car in neutral. Uh, and he's furious. He he loathes just, just sitting here, not contributing. Which I think <laughs> maybe there's a little... Uh, maybe he's still a little subconsciously irritated by his role last season. Um, but this takes me to my husband. <laughs> who uh drives his car as a manual and he like will not drive or will not buy cars that aren't manuals like when we were looking for a new car after his old one was uh was totaled um he wasn't even going to entertain uh a, a, a non manual an automatic as you might call it um also he was like pretty much not going to entertain anything but a Volkswagen either like think he's pretty much uh from the for the rest of his life a a volkswagen driver now um but i cannot drive a manual and uh don't i know it (laughs) don't we're not gonna go there yeah (laughs) that was a bad day (laughs) (laughs) i have always wanted to learn how to drive a manual but i've also never had the compulsion to like oh as soon as i as soon as i get a as soon as I need to get a new car and I learn how to drive a manual, I'm going to get a manual because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just I don't. <laughs> yeah. My dad did teach me how to, so I do know, like, I know how to, but I've, I've not done it in over 10 years since he taught me how to do it. So, like, I, I need to practice. But uh, anytime John has to drive my car... Um, there will inevitably be a moment when he accidentally like does exactly what Giles did and gets so <laughs> irritated. Uh, he also hates that my car does not have a uh, rear camera like his does. Those things are wonderful. It's, when he bought his car, it was so funny. He was like, "I'm never going to use that. Like, I'm never." And now when he's driving my car, he's like, "I hate that it doesn't have this camera." <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. Don's uh, annoying everyone. Messing uh, with the radio. Fiddling with the radio. Um, and uh, then they spot uh, Willow and Tara. Um, and, oh, first, Giles is like... We've got a couple of really good lead-ins to jokes in this episode. Oh, yeah. And this is one of the best ones. He's talking about... Willow, or Buffy makes a joke about something. 
Um, and he's like kind of admonishing her, like, you know, don't be glib. You know, if you want me to be your watcher, you need to treat me with some respect. And she's like, I'm just kidding. And he's like, well, I think we need to be more focused and less shallow. And then they spot Willow and Tara and Jazz goes, ooh, they haven't seen my new car yet. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love a good piece of hypocritical humor. Uh, yes. Um, uh, Willow says, nice wheels, Giles. Uh, Tara comments that the rest of the car is nice too. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> so cute. Um, uh, but they're going to the magic box as well. So they're all they're walking down the street and uh, uh, my gay agenda this week, um, it's maybe going to surprise you because it's maybe, I don't know if it's off brand for me, but uh, my, my gay agenda this week is Willow's uh, excitement over Buffy's work ethic. Okay, yeah. Willow's so gay for homework. <laughs> like, um, and uh, Dawn is making her entry in her journal about how, uh, about okay. how, um, how she thinks, um, she thinks Willow's the coolest of Buffy's friends. She likes school just as much as she does. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it's really funny just how. How upbeat Willow is about, like, oh, your work ethic. But of course, when Buffy comments that she can't do drama with Willow, then she's like, oh, we'll blow that off. Oh, yeah. Screw Giles. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> but uh, hey, little throwback to Restless. Uh, looks like uh, mm-hmm. Willow's not going to have Buffy to be there in our drama class oh. when they do Death of a Salesman with a Cowboy. <laughs> Uh, he showed up on time. Um, I do like in that, her bit where she's talking about Willow, she mentions like, Willow and Tara are so cool. They do magic together. <laughs> One time I told mom, I thought that maybe they should show me what they do together. And she made me leave the room. And I'm going to, I'm, I, I'm going to say, because, uh, Joyce does not strike me as the type to be bigoted or anything like that. Uh, so I don't believe she was telling her to, like, leave the room because we're not going to talk about that gay stuff. I think Joyce thought that what Dawn said was so fucking hilarious. <laughs> Go to your room so I can laugh. Yes. <laughs> I do like it. It is kind of funny, though, how, um, in Buffy versus Dracula, we had, like, uh, Joyce making the comment, like, oh, sometimes oh, yeah. I just need to think about giving up men altogether, and then yeah. you get, like, the little look between Willow and Tara. So I guess... At I some point in the figured it out. At some point in the week, because it is established <laughs> that it has been one week since the drag. I mean, we do cut away pretty immediately. Maybe like what we don't see is Willow being like, "Well, actually, Joy." <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that's a scene I would have liked to have seen. Because um, then, know, I, I think I don't think um, I also don't like. She could have been sending Dawn to her room. Uh, because of like the talk about the implied talk about sex, but I don't think it's specifically lesbian sex. I think it's like, oh, you're too young to be hearing about sex. <laughs> yeah. so go to your room. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, they uh, they go into the magic shop. It's trashed. Um, Tara calls out for Mister Bogarty, uh, the owner. And she, everyone kind of looks at her and she's like, I come here a lot. I mean, yeah. Um, Willow trips over... The body Mr. of Mr. Fogarty. <laughs> um, and Don's like, get the fuck outside! Buffy. Or Buffy. <laughs> I feel like I've been doing really good about this recently. and it's, Really well. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, you left that wide open. <laughs> you're gonna leave your gut wide open. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Buffy ushers Dawn outside um, because she doesn't want uh, doesn't want uh, Dawn, Dawn to see the body. body. Um, uh, and it. <laughs> Based on comments she makes later, it does seem like she's less worried about Dawn seeing a dead body and more worried about Joyce being mad that Dawn saw a dead body. Because <laughs> later Buffy is like, I see dead bodies all the time. And Buffy was 15 when she first became the Slayer. So, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Dawn goes outside and is immediately accosted by uh, a strange man. Who thinks he's a cat. He thinks he's a cat. Not, um, a, not a Nicolas Cage sexy cat. <laughs> okay. A sexy cat. Um, <laughs> that's such a good episode. <laughs> um, How much Nicolas Cage did you watch? <laughs> Enough! <laughs> uh, what's the other plot on that episode? Oh, who the hell cares? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, probably like uh, Jeff. I think Jeff's starting to teach... Um, and then Annie's like, oh, you can't just, like, assign... Yes. You can't just tell people to break into groups and read. No, that's exactly it, because Annie was supposed to be in that class with that, that Abed, Britta, and Shirley are in until she finds out what and Jeff's Troy. doing. I thought Troy was gone. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. Because he's the one who says, like, think about something, think about something nice, like Don Sheel or, or Holly Hunter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are both nice. They have such warm energies. And Holly Hunter has my favorite maybe line reading in a movie ever uh, in Raising Arizona where she goes, I just love him so much! That, that movie, like, if we're, if we're talking about Nicolas Cage movies, oh, gosh. that's, that's up there for me. Oh, I don't know if it's my absolute favorite, but it is up there. It's so good. But then okay. again, it's also Coen Brothers, so you that's... You go in there and get me a toddler. <laughs> Coen Brothers is a cheat code yeah. for me. <laughs> so, this crazy man, uh, he's saying all sorts of stuff, talking about Little Miss Muffet. Uh, well, he says that she's eating her curds and whey. Eating her curds and whey, yes. And um, Don's, um, Don's upset. I mean, I would be too if I were accosted by a, yeah. by a man claiming to be a cat. Listen, James Corden can't hurt you. <laughs> you know, everybody gives James Corden crap for the Cats movie. So there are so many people at fault for that movie. The special effects team, most of yeah. all. I um, I haven't seen the movie. I, I just feel strong. Right. I dislike James Corden. I dislike N- James Corden now. I liked James Corden. Um, like, I like Doctor Who James Corden. Um... So, quick, very quick review of the movie Cats, which okay. I did see because I had, like, the AMC movie pass, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I was like, you know, this seems like it's going to be, like, a touch point in our, in our like, pop culture, uh, which it was. Yeah, it um, was. But for all the wrong reasons, but I will say, the movie itself, like, it, it, it has a whole bunch of good performances and phenomenal dancing. It's just all, like, painted over with that ridiculous CGI that just makes it look fucking 
ridiculous. Yeah. I'll also just be real. I hate cats. Like, the musical. So I'm I'm not inclined to like the movie, even if it was well made. Um, so, but, so yes. Um, Dawn's upset. Uh, so Tara comes out. And Tara talks to Don. That's really sweet. Yeah, she talks about how uh, they both kind of feel, you know, a little left out of the main group. And uh, then they thumb wrestle. Thumb wrestle. Because we thumb wrestled back in the 2000s. Oh, it's so cute. And I bet Michelle Trachtenberg and Amber Benson had a fun thumb, rest- r- thumb wrestling time. Yeah. I, um, I like that for them. <laughs> um, who do you think won? Um, probably... Uh, Probably Dawn, because... Because Tara uh, let her win. Tara let her win, yeah. Yeah. Tara's, like, (laughs) just the super, um... The super, uh... Compassionate person. Mm -hmm. It's like... Yeah. Um... Yeah, Tara definitely let her win. Um... Inside the magic box, um... They... Uh... Based on his body, they say Mr. Brogurdy was attacked by at least four vampires. Uh... Willow finds the, uh... One would say um, that it was a vampire fang bang. <coughs> Gang fang? They're both really gross. <laughs> Gang fang is uh, better. <laughs> but it mm, it's better. It's less gross, but by being less gross, it doesn't pack the, the visceral punch of fang bang. So I think we have to go with fang bang. All right. It was a fang bang. Um, <laughs> not to be confused with over on Angel, the fang gang. Like, <laughs> Um, uh, Willow finds like the shop's inventory list and real quick manages to do inventory of everything in the store. Yeah, uh, um, Giles, however, finds the ledger and immediately starts realizing how financially beneficial this store could be to him. And Willow's, I. I, my favorite is when you know good square footage blah blah blah, blah. I bet the death rate keeps the rent low <laughs> which I think has been something talked about before that property rates in Sunnydale are incredible because of the high death count yeah um but they realized that most of the things that have been stolen in particular uh books about one of which is about how to like Information about the Slayers. Yeah. Which, incidentally, is one of the books they were there for. Yeah. Um, so... Also having been stolen mm-hmm. was a ceramic unicorn. What sort of unholy creature likes tacky mementos? And... Smash cut! Yep. Like I said, we had a lot of great lead-ins to great jokes. And we got Harmony! Uh... Looking fucking stunning in a pair of gold pants and uh, like a shiny black halter top. Damn. She was giving me, um, and, and the way her hair and makeup was done, she was giving me uh, Sunday vibes from the season one pre- okay. or season, season four, four premiere. Um, and I do like in this episode, she's still a moron, she's still not very good at things. But she is marginally better than she was before. Like she, she has a gang now. Yeah, she has her thing. She has the gang that can do the gang thing. God. <laughs> oh gosh, and uh, 
and I love that they're, they're like the that um she apparently has a collection of unicorns now. Yep. They uh they uh Brad, the one uh who brought her the 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 unicorn sucker. Uh, <laughs> they call him Sire Whipped. Um, <laughs> uh, we also learned that Brad uh, stood her up in 11th or in 10th grade, 11th grade, one of those grades, um which is why she turned him into a vampire. <laughs> Do you ever um, do you ever call that like ninth, tenth, or eleventh grade? I always call it freshman year, sophomore year. I th- I think I, I I I think I always called it freshman. Yeah, I, the words, not the grades, because I I think typically if I ever if I whenever I hear someone say like ninth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, whatever, in my head I start having to do the math of like that tenth grade translates to sophomore. Like yeah, I guess and. And I mean, when I was in high school, nobody ever referred to it Mm-mm. as like, um, oh, like, uh, nobody ever said like ninth graders. Like, we were always freshmen. We were always sophomores. Right. Which is so funny, because I think that's a very American thing. Like, I think in that like, makes sense. British schools, they do just stick with the... Yeah. Um, I don't think they call them grades. I think it's like year one, year... That, um, yeah, which, that sounds right. Like many measure, systems of measurements in uh, uh, that they use in Europe that we don't use here, <laughs> uh, it does make more sense. First grade, but it's actually your second year in school. <laughs> um, it, for your first year in school, we're going to steal a German word. Ah, yes. Kindergarten. Garden of children. Um, but Harmony wants to kill the Slayer. Um, which, Harmony, I love you, but uh, maybe play in a playground that's more your level she, she needs to learn she, she she needs to work her way up to killing the slayer well again she'll learn that <laughs> it's her arc <laughs> um but they're gonna they're gonna kill the slayer tonight um Ooh. uh Joyce and Buffy are arguing over Don seeing the body. Um, and I am on Buffy's side here. I understand why Joyce is upset, but I do think Joyce is being a little harder on Buffy than was warranted. Um, it's, you know, Buffy didn't take her to see a body. Yeah. They went somewhere where a body happened to be. Exactly. And this is Sunnydale. Bodies can happen to be anywhere. <laughs> um, I... It makes me think of a line uh, in a future episode, and I'll, I'll keep who says the line out just for spoiler reasons. Um, but one character says, I found a body near the school, and another character just goes, yes, that can happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, Sunnydale. <laughs> right? Um, Joyce, uh, Joyce has her... Um, Opening at the gallery. <laughs> we yeah, all know what that means. I'm sure something's opening at the gallery, oh, wow. Joyce. Wow. Uh, her mouth for tequila. Okay. Well, I'm sure that's where you were going with that. Uh-huh. And he knows what else after the tequila. Um, Joyce is getting turned. Um, <laughs> turned down for what? <laughs> <laughs> I would love... Oh, my God. I would love a co- like a collection of clips about... Of Joyce talking about going to the gallery, and then but it's all down. down. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
they're arguing that uh, Buffy has to go out and find this vampire gang, but Joyce needs uh, Buffy to watch Dawn. Dawn's off screen yelling, I don't need a babysitter. Yeah, um, and the thing about Dawn and... Wait, Harrison... Who the fuck is Dawn? Oh my god. Who the fuck is Dawn? She she hasn't been in this goddamn show. What the fuck? What? We're drinking. <laughs> Harrison just down the rest of his wine. Who is this strange girl that is apparently in the lives of all of our characters? Jason, I don't know. Oh my gosh. All right. Our bit's done. Yeah. <laughs> we know. We know what's up. You all might not, but... <laughs> also, I'm going to give a bit of trivia that I gave earlier in the episode that I'm going to cut out of where I gave it earlier in the episode <laughs> because I, I, I finished saying it and I was like... I didn't want to say anything because... I saw it in your eyes. I was like, I've, I've fucked this up, but I can fix it. So... Here's the bit of trivia. Um, and actually, it's really apparent in this scene where they're talking about getting 14-year-old Dawn a babysitter. They originally intended to cast Dawn younger, at the age of like a t- as a 10-year-old or so. Um, they ended up hiring Michelle Trachtenberg, um, I believe, to my knowledge, at Sarah Michelle Gellar's uh, suggestion, um, which is cool. Yeah. Um, Big sister looking at sister. Yeah, I love it. Um... But a lot of these early scripts had already been written with Dawn still at that, like, younger age. And it shows, um, like, in this discussion about uh, uh, Dawn needing a babysitter. And I like the line Dawn has where I'm 14. I'm old enough to be a babysitter. She's not wrong. Yeah. Um, And there's some other couple instances that I'll, um, I'll, I'll point out when we get to them. But yeah, some of this conflict in the episode about protecting Dawn and all of this and Joyce's reaction to this, to me, makes more sense if we're thinking Dawn is supposed to be 10 rather than 14. Right. Because 10 and 14, I mean, it's only four years, but developmentally-wise, that is And also you're thinking big 10, difference. 10, is a, 10 is like a fourth, fifth grader, 14-year-old is like eighth grade high school. Right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but... Um, yeah, we have this strange child mm-hmm. who everybody seems to be aware of. Like, she's been there the whole time. We don't know what's up with that yet. Yep. We're, we and will find out this season. We will. Yeah. Um, and it's, well, it's funny because I made a point when we were doing the Buffy and Dracula episode, Buffy versus Dracula, to point out Dawn, or Buffy, fucking hell, one of the goddamn Summers women, uh, Joyce's line to Buffy when they're having dinner together about, it's so lonely in the house without you. Um, I love that that line's in there, because it's obviously very deliberately placed there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, when Dawn shows up at the end of the episode, I, you know, because we talked, you knew about Dawn, because you'd caught, like, before you I ever watched later, the show. Yeah, I caught later episodes. And um, I also knew Michelle Trachtenberg from uh, other things that she had done. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe she was on all that. Um, oh, really? I think she was on all that. I feel like... 
She had to have done some Nickelodeon stuff that wasn't just Harry. I was going to say Harry had the spy, but but um, part of me thinks that she was on all that. I may be confusing that with Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes uh, is definitely definitely on all that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, and uh, and also like I knew her from a Euro trip as well, which uh, came afterwards. She was on an episode of Clarissa Explains It All. Well, I do. Um, I did watch that a lot as a kid, but um, oh, um, she was on Figure It Out. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh fuck, Figure It Out. And um, yeah, and like, uh, yes, that was the one where like the kid had the talent, and then the and then the Nickelodeon stars had to guess mm-hmm. who was. By the way, um, when I was a TA, about Clarissa explains it all. When I was a TA, um, I had a student named Clarissa. And I'm like, oh, that's a fun name. She's like, yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, I had a blog, like I had like an article in the new in the school newspaper, and it was called Clarissa Explains It. I'm like, it's gonna be really hard for me not to be biased and always give you A's on your because <laughs> that's awesome. That's hilarious. Yeah, I honestly don't remember if I had Dawn spoiled for me or not. I feel like I don't have a memory of my, like, having a what-the-fuck reaction, so I think I must have known about Dawn ahead imagine, of time. But imagine what it was for right? viewers. It's like, how Buffy versus Dracula ended, mm-hmm. and then, and again, you were talking about how uh, Dawn was initially intended to be such a younger character. You can understand how a 14-year-old actress saying a 10-year-old's lines... Not the best way to introduce her. Yeah. So, um, Dawn is very divisive in the Buffy <laughs> yes. community, Buffy fan community. Um, we here love Dawn because of the journey that she goes on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can understand if like this being your first exposure to her, how she really is just kind of the bratty little sister. Oh, absolutely. And, and yeah, and they do her no favors. Um, like I like this episode, but one of the flaws is that um, they didn't do more to fix how young she sounds versus how old she is. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, yeah, it is a, it, it does create a barrier for the character immediately, which is especially a because unfair. especially because like the audience has been gr- growing with Buffy and yes. the gang, and now you have this younger person. Mm-hmm. Like, uh oh. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our bit where we just like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they, be grateful we decided not to drag, drag, it, drag out. it out. Um, we had discussions about like how long is, does this work? No, we've had, <laughs> since season three. Mm-hmm. Like Harrison was asking me, "Oh, what are we gonna do once Dawn shows up?" And I'm like, "You know, it'd be really funny if we just like if we didn't make anything out of it, and then like however many episodes later, we're just like, holy shit, who the fuck is this girl?" <laughs> so we did it. We Yay! did it. Um, and I, I think we negotiate. I think we start. We started with like maybe this many episodes, maybe this many. And we finally were like maybe half an episode yeah. is the best way. Um, but yeah, um, so sorry for gaslighting you. <laughs> let's get back into the episode though, because yeah. uh, they are talking about like, oh, where's Buffy gonna find like a babysitter? And Dawn's like, I don't need a babysitter. She's like, oh, well, what about Xander? Dawn rushes in. She's like, okay, because Dawn is. Thirsty for Xander. I love the little... Because we have Dawn off screen this whole time yelling. 
And then the second they suggest Xander, you just hear the little pitter-patter of her feet running <laughs> into the room. And she's like, okay. <laughs> Don has the biggest crush on Xander. Um, it's so funny because she's like, he's so good looking and he's so brave. He went undercover to stop Dracula last hey, week. He's so smart. He skipped college and now he's working in <laughs> construction. Um, it's, um, which is, uh, you know, that being said, we'll just say, uh, remember kids, college isn't necessarily yeah. the only path. Um, but yeah, it's, um, as much as she likes Xander, uh, uh, Don feels equally an opposite the direction about love, Anya. I love, like, she lets Xander in with the pizza, and, like, her little monologue is still going on. Then she starts to close the door, but Anya forces it open. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not gonna lie... For a brief second, I was, like, listening to Dawn's just going on and on about Xander, and I almost forgot about Anya. So then Anya shows up, and she has Monopoly, Clue, and... Ooh, the, the game, game of life! life. <laughs> uh, you know, it's oh funny. Oh, my God. Of all the characters treating Dawn like a little kid, it works for Anya. Yeah. <laughs> like... Um, it's like, hey, you need to make sure, like, like treat her like she's young, and like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, they are playing. Uh, they're they're playing ooh, life, the game of life, playing ooh, the game of life, and um, uh, Anya's frustrated. Um, actually, first before Anya's frustrated, I'm gonna get to my cringiest, the cringiest moment of the episode, where um. Don is still monologuing internally about Xander. And she's like, he's so nice to me and kind to me. And when he looks at me, I can tell he sees me how I really am as a woman. Gross. But then a cut of Don with chocolate ice cream smeared all over her face. I'm not a girl. Oh. Not yet a woman. And I say cringy because I know that... I I definitely was like that. Like, <laughs> who you? No one sees me for the real me. Um, that's because I was deeply closeted, and then not. Um, also, you fall in love with every attractive man that you see, and some attractive women. Yeah, I'm. Last night, John called me a weird, horny boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not wrong. Um, Anya's frustrated. She is overburdened with tiny pink children. A and husband. A husband. And more cash than she can reasonably manage. And Xander goes, that means you're winning. And she goes, oh, I'm so pleased. Can I trade in the children for more cash? You guys who haven't seen the show before have no idea what Xander has just started. <laughs> yeah. The seed oh, yeah. that he has planted. When he says money equals good. Uh... It's the seed has been planted. Oh boy! Um, uh, and I'm I'm excited to see how that thread plays now. Mm -hmm. um, um, Meanwhile, me. Well, do you want to finish off this scene, or do you want to go to the graveyard with uh, with Buffy and Riley? Um, see, the, the wiki's got this honestly all out of order. Um, so let's okay. 
because I can't remember the exact order that these come in, um, and I think the wiki's wrong. But we've got Harmony and Spike in the graveyard. Or no, that comes That's after. after. That's after. Yeah, this is all out of whack. Um, so we get Buffy and Riley in the graveyard. Um, then Dawn the, and then Tara. Um, Dawn and Tara. Willow Willow and Tara uh, in their dorm room. They have that quick little scene. Um, then back to the Summer's house where Harmony shows up. Okay. So let's start with uh, Riley and Buffy. Um, Buffy's real mad. Um, and I mean, she's being very annoyed by, uh, by her sister being a little bit of a brat. Yeah. And, uh, but Riley then kind of comes in and says like, you're kind of being a little hard on her. You're getting on her case a little too much. And this is when, uh, Buffy's like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, mom is just so protective. Uh, like I saw, like, um, so what if she saw a dead body? Like I saw my first dead body at 15 years old. And you can kind of see how, like, the childhood that Dawn supposedly had yeah. is much different from the childhood that Buffy had and maybe even once. Because she said that she would love to yeah. curl up with Joyce and not worry about the world. I think a lot of... I think Buffy's... I think a lot of what Buffy's articulating, she does mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she's like being disingenuous about what's upsetting her. I do think a lot of it is tinged with some jealousy, though. Um, I think she is a little envious of Dawn. But, you know, from I can also see this from Joyce's perspective. Um, she can't... Joyce can't protect Buffy, but she can protect Dawn. Yeah, and I can, now, I can totally see how Joyce might overcorrect in that... In that um, and, and Buffy maybe feel a bit neglected. Um, <laughs> such a weird thing that I didn't expect to connect to this, but yesterday I watched the movie Bad Moms, um, okay. which I had not seen before, but it's um, a comedy with Mila Kunis, uh, Kristen Bell... Um, uh, Catherine Hahn and Christina Applegate um, and Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, and it's basically Mila Kunis's character is like this. She's just trying to do everything to be the perfect mom. You know, the, all the meals for the children, get them to school on time, get them to their uh, activities, um, you know, have her job, um, uh, attend the PTA meetings and basically to completely neglecting herself, and uh, and her husband is useless and <laughs> um, and it, and she finds out early in the movie just have, like in real life. Right? That's uh-huh. that's mean. I mean <laughs> Ashton Kutcher doesn't deserve the uh, the crap that I give him, but, but I'm gonna um, give it anyway. <laughs> but um, he she finds out early in the movie that her husband's having an affair. She like kicks him out, and she basically just kind of goes fuck it, like. I'm destroying myself trying to be this perfect mom. Um, and I'm going to be a bad mom. And uh, what's funny is throughout the movie, all the things that she's doing when, with the other two characters, Kristen Bell and Catherine Hahn's characters, to be bad moms, actually really aren't that bad. They're still actually being, by taking care of themselves and doing good things for themselves, end up being better parents for their children. And that's like, and it kind of does culminate in this, thing at the end where Mila Kunis is just like fuck this idea of being the perfect mom we're all terrible at this and learning how to do it on the fly and we need to give ourselves some space 
Um, so to tie this back into this, it's like, yeah, we should give Joyce the space here. She's not doing a perfect job. Um, and she hasn't in the past. We've seen Joyce make mistakes, but being a parent's really difficult, I've heard. Um, and maybe we just need to give parents a little more space to be shitty at the job and without shaming them for it. Not and, and with the caveat of like not being abusive and all that, but yeah. like ha- I, being able to make mistakes and learn from the, them. Despite the fact that there are, that there is a mountain of parenting books, I think it's safe to say there's no book on being the perfect parent. Yeah, because I think it's impossible. Exist. Yeah, there's a great line in the movie where, which all in all, the movie was okay. It was pretty funny. I laughed. Um, but Mila Kunis had this great line where she was like, I never, like, what works with my daughter doesn't work with my son. And the second I think I've got one of them figured out, they grow up a little more and I have to start all over again. Um, and that line, I think, works here for Joyce, too. Like, what works for Buffy as a parent is not going to work for Dawn. And so, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, Riley's like, I think you're a little tense right now. And she's like... No, she's I th- really trying to avoid uh, <laughs> avoid talking about this by talking by instead thinking that they're being attacked by a trash can. Yeah. Um, over at uh, Willow's uh, um, Willow's Willow and Buffy's dorm, um, we Tara's helping uh, Willow decorate it, and um, they 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 get to talking about. Um, about Dawn and how Dawn kind of has an outside... Uh, she's having a hard time because she feels like an outsider in the gang. And Tara kind of reveals that she kind of feels the same way sometimes. Um, and it's not like she feels excluded necessarily. But they have a really tight thing that's kind of difficult to um, uh, to break into. And... Um, it's very sweet. Willow's like, well, what if we did like a like a Scooby initiation ceremony and we got like special rings and all this? And Tara's like, you don't have to do that for me. Like I, I'm se- secure enough in my yeah. own skin. But maybe something like that would make Dawn feel better. And I mean, you have to. You also have to think like uh, like Anya and Tara like both went through that last year as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, um, because. Uh, and because, like, I mean, well, hell, like, it was forever before the gang actually met Tara. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Anya, nobody really seemed to like Anya. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, and I'm kind of, like, of the opinion that maybe, I think Buffy's all right with Anya. <laughs> I don't think Willow is. Um, I think Buffy, Buffy shows a lot of concern for Anya yes. in this episode. Um, uh, I, I think Anya's largely indifferent to, or Buffy's largely indifferent to Anya mm-hmm. I think is how she feels um Willow definitely still hates Anya um, yeah. and I think and I think that kind of comes along the lines of like uh you know say your friend is like dating somebody that you're not the biggest fan of but I mean like when their relationship looks like it's going to be longer than you thought or maybe even hoped uh, <laughs> but um you, you do make the effort, hopefully, to like yeah. Hopefully, you make the effort to um, when you see that the relationship isn't horrible. Um, you do make the effort to if it if not like outright be friends, 
with their with this like new person in your group to at least be civil. Yeah. Um, I also like here that Tara is not like um, she's not making like a big deal over this. She's not being like like a, like a, like being like you exclude me, but she's just like being open about her feelings. Um, and then it's not like a thing. It's not a fight. It's just one person being vulnerable with the person that they love. Like that. Uh, back at the Summer's house, a rock flies through the window. With a note attached. And it, is, it says, Slayer, come out. Uh, come out and die. <laughs> with and a the, smiley and face. The, and the eye is dotted with a smiley face, so we know who's out there. Yes. <laughs> they... And then Xander opens the door and sees Harmony and just shit talks her. Yep. <laughs> uh, and Harmony gives as good as she gets. Yeah. Um, uh, they, you know, they, Harmony does kind of get under his skin where she mentions, you know, we heard, heard about you and Dracula, heard that, uh, oh, heard and, that uh, works on losers. Uh, oh yeah, and we also, uh, I think we had like a little line earlier where, um, Xander was trying to talk about Dracula and accidentally calls him the master for a quick second. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh no, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, we haven't? That's, oh, okay. That's when Buffy, Riley, and Xander are talking about gotcha. Dawn in the, but it's a great line. Yeah. Um, cause they're comparing Joyce letting Dracula into the house with Dawn. Right. Doing this because Dawn yells, oh Yeah. Why don't you come inside and say that? And so, it's so funny how quickly Xander and Anya's expressions turn from like, this is hilarious to oh, fuck. No. Because incompetent though she may be, Harmony is a vampire. Is a vampire. Um, and, and thank God it was Harmony because I think any other vampire would have immediately killed Xander. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was really funny was Anya like Tells tells Don to go upstairs and then like runs around he's like God it's a Slayer's house where are all the weapons then <laughs> right. she tries to grab a lamp but Harmony says that she's been working among other things her instincts and yeah uh, and is able to like knock uh, Anya and is able to knock Anya aside I, I was and, impressed um, and then Xander delivers an extremely strong kick yeah. because this kick is not only able to send. Harmony into her gang that's gathered around the door, but also all of them off the uh, off the uh, yeah. summer's porch. So Xander did not skip leg day. Yeah, yeah, good for him, good yeah. for Xander. Uh, Anya and Xander like managed to get the door shut, and Harmony's like, "This isn't over, Harris." And Barney was like, "Harmony, you can go, you back can in. go back in." Like, but. But it's and not Harmony. And then I love when she's walking back through the graveyard. She's like, man, I didn't even kill Xander Harris. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> um, that's when uh, Spike shows up. Good old Spike. And uh, he wants to kill uh, Harmony's crew. And he doesn't see Harmony at first. Um, but Harmony's like, no, no, don't, don't kill him. And they're like, the big one, Mort's like, he kills our kind. Harmony's like, oh yeah, what's up, what's with, up that? with that? Oh, what's up with that? <laughs> um, they, uh, 
she's like, I'm going to kill the Slayer. And he's like, been there, tried that. Pushing um, in royalties from that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she's like, well, I have a plan. And he's like, what, are you going to kidnap one of her friends and uh, trick her into walking into a trap? And Harmony's like, wheels start turning in Harmony's head. And she's like, no. No. A different plan. Which makes me wonder, what was her original plan? Bitch did not have a plan. <laughs> no, she did not. No. Her plan was... We saw what her plan was. It was going to Buffy's house and calling her out. Um, I, and then once Spike leaves, she turns and she's like, I've got a plan. Um, so, uh, Spike's just happy that he's got a, uh, he's got a TV in his crib now. Yeah. Excuse me, in his crypt now. <laughs> uh, Buffy, uh, Xander and Anya are like, oh no, what, what's Buffy gonna, Buffy's gonna be really upset about this. Smash cut to Buffy laughing her ass off. Um, because Harmony has minions. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh ben no! Riley's doing that like pathetic thing of just like eh, eh, I don't get it. I've got I've got our um I think I know what our our, pro- our promo is this if I can do the Photoshop. Um, it's gonna be harmony with some minions. <laughs> From Despicable Me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! I know God. that's like low hanging fruit, but I don't care. She um, goes on and on about her minions. Um, they um. Buffy manages to stop laughing, and Xander... And the whole time Xander and Anya are trying to be like, yes, but... And Buffy won't stop laughing. And she, finally, she's like, well, it's, Xander's like, okay, well, it's a little more serious than that. And she's like, oh, huh. good, because I can't breathe. And she's like, well, she did come here to try and kill you, which sets Buffy <laughs> off again. <laughs> and then Anya's like, yeah, now she can just walk into your house anytime she wants. And that's when Buffy's like, I'm sorry, what? Um, Xander's like, yeah, she kind of got an invitation. And then we get, I think, um, a new piece of lore about how the invitations work. Uh, to my knowledge, this has only, never been established only before. someone who lives in the house can yeah. invite somebody in. I don't think we've ever heard that before, but I am pretty sure that nothing has ever happened to contradict that information. So No, because it is, um... Because more often than not, it ha- it's in the summer's house, right? And uh, the only people that have invited people that have invited vampires into the summer's house are Joyce and Buffy. Yeah, Joyce invited Darla in. Buffy invited Angel in. Uh, and Buffy Spike. invited Spike in. Um, Joyce invited Dracula. Joyce invited Dracula. Yeah, and then the only other time I think that's come up has been Willow inviting Angel into her house. And Giles inviting Angel into his house and Spike. Mm-hmm. And then Cordy inviting Angel into her apartment. So, yeah. All right. New, new lore, but it, nothing contradicts it. So I accept it as canon. Um, so, yeah. They're, um, they're, ve- they're very much sticklers about that in uh, in Vampire Diaries. That what? what? Inviting vampires in. Okay. Um, in fact, like, there's a point in the series where... Uh, the Salvatore, like basically Elena's uh, house has become vampire central. So uh, the Salvatore brothers sign the, their house, their mansion over to her to keep her safe. And then she has to like invite both of them in. Oh, um, and uh, she invites Stefan in, but then uh, Dean's like, all right, let me in. She's like, I don't know if I want to because <laughs> Dean is being a turd at the moment. Nice. Nice. 
Um, so yeah, Buffy's pissed. And Xander's trying to be like, it's, it was an accident. She didn't mean to. And well, that makes it uh, better. Right? <laughs> it doesn't make it anything. Um, but yeah, she, <laughs> we get <laughs> the first of many, uh, Buffy irritatingly going, Dawn! <laughs> Never ceases to make me. <laughs> um, but uh, Buffy's bitching to Riley and Xander about how I don't think some of her points are valid. I do, but I do think she is a little too hard on Buffy or on Dawn because um, it was an accident. Um, and Dawn just needs to work on her phrasing, right? <laughs> and Buffy's like, "Great, uh, that accident means that Far Harmony has re- free reign to." Walk in here, kill, kill us all in our sleep. So, not a big deal in the long run. They've already called Willow to come over and do the de-invite spell. So, that's cool. But um, Oh, it's... we almost forgot. Cordelia invited Angel into her car. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Martha Grandma's car. That was... Still one of the best sight... Her car being full of garlic. Yeah. Still one of the best sight gags in the entire history of the show. So funny. Um, but yeah, Buffy's like basically just like all this coddling is doing nothing but turning her... You know, she just wants her to use her common sense. And everyone coddling her is turning her into, quote, a little idiot who's going to get us all killed. Which, of course, Don is standing outside the door listening to all this. But... Buffy is not keeping her voice down. Like, I don't think she cares at this point. No, she doesn't. Like, I'm sure Dawn could have heard this from her room. <laughs> she probably did. She probably heard Buffy yelling about her, and then mm-hmm. came, got came closer. But uh, um, yeah, Dawn doesn't like what she's hearing. Would you? No. No. And so she tries to run out. Um, runs by Anya, and Anya's like, "Hey." And uh, when she's outside, Anya's like, "Hey, it's not safe out here." And then Mort shows up. He pushes Anya um, back into the house, and she falls on her head in the uh, in the kitchen. And then they run off with Dawn. Yeah. I do love that shot of Mort like looking at Anya, like he wants to kill her, um, but she's he she fell back through the threshold of the house, so he can't um, because it was established earlier. But it was only Harmony who scored the invitation. Yeah, the invitation not, was for one. Yeah, not for the rest of them. Um, so, yeah, they come downstairs, find Anya. And Anya's, like, according to Riley, like, really, really hurt. Um, so they uh, they have to take her to... Um, uh, Buffy's calling 911, mm-hmm. but Anya manages to eke out, like... Three words like yeah. Vampire, they took Dawn. Vampires kidnapped Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> so Buffy's like, take care of Anya. I'm gonna go get some info. Yeah. And then she repeatedly punches Spike in the nose. <laughs> he reveals where Harmony's like lair is. And Buffy punches him one last time, and she's he's like, I was telling the truth. <laughs> and she just goes, I know. <laughs> um. So yeah, we sh- at the lair. They've chained up Dawn, uh, and all made of the her other, comfortable. Made her- <laughs> and all the the rest of the crew are are um, reasonably asking, why don't we just just kill her? And Harmony's like, well, that's not the plan. The plan is we kidnap her, 
And then we tell the Slayer that we leave a note for the Slayer. And they're like, another fucking note. Um, and then like she comes and then we ambush her. And they're like, so she... We don't even need to have her. We just need to make the Slayer think that <laughs> yeah. we have her. It's like, well, did, did, yeah, that's, that's not, not the, the plan. plan. <laughs> um, and then this bit where Harmony's complaining to Dawn, she's like, I'm the leader. And I have to make the really hard decisions. And it's really hard. And no one respects me. And Dawn's just like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> But then the uh, the other vampires do show up and decide that they are just ready to feed on Dawn. Except for Brad. He abstained. <laughs> yes, he did abstain. He did abstain. But something tells me, like, as soon as they started eating Dawn, they, he probably would, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Brad's he, such a Chad. <laughs> I mean, it's, Brad. Brad. It's such a... Bradward. Bradward boiler. What <laughs> <laughs> company is Bradward? But uh, watch Star Trek Lower Decks. Um, This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus, a mountain of entertainment. Paramount, send us some money. (laughs) But um, yeah, so basically they all just don't care about Harmony anymore. And so Harmony's like stepping to the side. And um, one of the creepier looking guys. um, It's Cyrus. Cyrus, yeah. Played by Tom Lenk. Okay, that was no. I, all is. throughout the episode, I was like, "Okay, is that Tom Link?" And because the voice sounded so familiar, <laughs> and I can't talk about why it sounded yeah. so familiar. But uh, anyway, good to know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Cyrus—he's is the like, intern, Ron, in Cabin in the Woods. That's right. He doesn't get overtime because he's an intern, and he currently does a uh, does a well. He did a podcast with Felicia Day about uh-huh. Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has a show, uh, like a one man show that he does, uh, called um, Tilda Swinton Buys Things on Craigslist. <laughs> he plays Tilda Swinton buying things on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like things that make fun of Tilda Swinton more than I like Tilda Swinton. I like Tilda Swinton a lot, but I also like things making fun of Tilda Swinton. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, yeah, so Cyrus comes up and uh, and Don says, "If you touch me, my sister's gonna kill you." And so, of course, he does a little like takes his finger, pokes her, and then uh, everybody starts laughing. And then uh, Buffy ki- shows up and kills. Is like, well, she, she warned, warned you. you. And uh, and <laughs> then she just goes off on Harmony. Oh, we did miss one of the best lines ever. Like, how could you invite her into my house? I would have invited Harmony over when she was alive. Yeah. <laughs> She kills all of Harmony's minions pretty easily. Yeah, like, so she says, like, Harmony, when you tried to be the lead, the captain of the cheerleading team, you were bad. When you tried to chair the prom committee, you were terrible. When you try to be bad, you suck. And she's like, excuse me, you've fallen into my trap. And then the other two, like... And then she just... And then Buffy just handily kills the yeah. other two vampires, including Brad. Yeah. Uh, Mort is a bit more of a challenge. Yeah. Uh, he's a bigger dude. Big boy. Uh, uh, but Buffy does stake him with one of the wooden uh, unicorn figurines. <laughs> big one. It's a big... Yeah, it's more like a... It looks like, like a rocking the, horse, maybe. I was thinking it's more like a merry-go-round material. Maybe, yeah. Um, I thought it was kind of, maybe kind of small for... I was thinking like like a rocking horse for like a yeah. little, little kid. Yeah. But it was big enough to stake this dude with. Mm-hmm. And then Buffy looks at it like, what the fuck? 
Um, Harmony's gotten away, though. Thank goodness. <laughs> I, I would have been devastated if Harmony had gotten staked. Yeah. But, um, yeah, basically, Buffy's, Dawn's like, I'm going to tell Mom you slayed in front of me. And Buffy's like, I'm going to tell Mom that you went out of that, you invited a vampire into our house, and you went out in the middle of the night, and you got, got kidnapped, and you got, got Anya hurt. But <laughs> then uh, when they both get home, Joyce is coming back late from the <laughs> gallery. <laughs> She doesn't even notice that the girls are literally coming into the house at the same time from the backyard. Um, Or she did notice, but she was just like, she's like, I'm so drunk. I just need to, (laughs) I just need to play it cool. Get upstairs. Um, I'm picking my battles and this isn't it. But uh, she asked them how the night went and they said, oh, it went fine. And uh, she's like, well, I know it's past someone's bedtime. (laughs) Mine. (laughs) But no, like, and then Dawn goes upstairs and course in her little sister way she's like i'm pretty sure buffy would have been punished more than me (laughs) right um and then uh we um we get a a quick scene where um giles has decided to buy the magic box Mm -hmm. and uh they're kind of looking around and buffy's like so Don't just touch a heads anything. Up, this means that it'll be our new base of operations. Yay. I'm so glad we finally have the magic box because the library was such an iconic like uh, base of operations, uh, a boo, if you will. Happy Halloween! Um, <laughs> and Giles's apartment served that function fine, but it was very cramped. Um, yeah. It didn't. You couldn't utilize the space as well. Um, and so I, and I love the magic box set. Um, so they don't have it in quotes, which is annoying, but basically while Buffy and Giles are looking around the magic box and Buffy's like, don't touch anything. Don't even think about touching anything. Just sit there. What you're doing right now is good. Well, first she says, (laughs) don't break anything. Don't break anything. Then she comes back and says like, just don't touch anything. Then she goes back and says like, what you're doing there? What you're doing now? Sitting there. Do that. Do that. Uh, so Buffy continues to write in her Dawn continues to write in her journal. You don't have to say it. I heard it. Um, <laughs> and she's like, uh, she's all like, she thinks I'm just your little sister. She's your dumb little sister. But she'll see. They'll all see. They're all going to laugh at And that is real me. Um... Yeah, uh, I, you know, I mentioned to Jason, I came in, I kind of, I knew it was like the Dawn writes in her journal episode. Uh, I forgot that it was also the Harmony episode. So I was like, as I was going in, I was like, yeah, this one's probably like a three, maybe a three and a half, but I'm going to bump it up to a four, actually. Nice. It was really funny. Um, I, I do think it made some mistakes in its introduction of Dawn, but I'm still... They're not... It's nothing that the show can't overcome, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, It's also kind of crazy to think about just... This was a leap. I mean, mm -hmm. people always say this is when Buffy jumped the shark. Um, And it did take this... I'd argue this might be the biggest leap that the series takes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it... I mean... How it works out, we'll see in the long run. Um, but 
I do like how the rest of the cast is able to acclimate to the new edition like mm-hmm. nothing's there. They did a really good job. Yeah. Like, nothing's different, excuse me. Yes. Um, and they did a really good job. And and Dawn, while at times does seem childish, at the same time she does feel a part of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, she does feel to be a part of the Summer Clan. And... Uh, and yeah, and like the the how people have concern for her, even like Willow, Tara, and uh, Xander and Riley, it all like it all makes sense. It mm-hmm. all fits. So, while it may have been a huge leap to just throw a new character in there and act like she's been there the whole time, it works. Execution is for the most part great yeah. and this episode's hilarious mm-hmm. it's got it's got one of my favorite Anya lines exchanging ca- children for cash <laughs> it's got so many great lead-ins it's got Giles like primping his new car it's yeah it's it's really fun so I might have to go with you on this like I'm gonna give it a four out of five uh empty cartons of milk nice. uh, I yeah it's it's you're right the the introduction of Dawn could have been so disastrous um, and I think they do it really well. I'm, uh, and it, you're, it's a bold choice to make. And, um, I appreciate the confidence of it. And I appreciate that it does, as I said last week, it does feel like the show learned from its mistakes, uh, mistakes in season four and is bouncing back from them. And, um, and for those of you who are like confused about like, oh, did we miss something? It's like, well, there have been allusions to Dawn, um, because, uh, you know, they did, um, if we look back on some of our previous episodes, mm-hmm. Faith was saying that Lil's sister was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, back in season three. Yes. Willow and Restless, or Tara and Restless said that, like, oh, it comes with the dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then even that crazy guy who was saying, like, oh, you're eating your curds and whey. Um, I can't remember who said it. I think it was Dawn. I think it was... Um, it's Faith. It's Faith in who says Little Miss Muffet. One of the... I think it's in the dream in uh, in This Year's Girl. Okay. And it should be noted that in both of those dreams, Buffy and uh, or Buffy and Faith are making a bed. And it is... Um, that bed is Dawn's bed in the spare bedroom, which is... Now so, Dawn's better. Yeah, there have been allusions to this. However, the true nature of Dawn, we don't really know yet. Yeah. Like, there is nothing to indicate. Like, we've had we've had hints of that she's going to be here. We've not had any hints as to what she is. Right. And And if she's sinister or Yeah, we don't know what it is. And yeah. We will get that over the next few episodes. So don't, like, don't freak out. It's like, oh, God, did I miss this the whole time? <laughs> no, we're still, like, in the dark as to who exactly Dawn is. All we know or now what is Dawn that, is. Or what Dawn is. Um, all we know now is that she is, in fact, here. Buffy's little sister, and she is here. Yeah. Um, right. Real me. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that was a fun experience. It's a fun one. And I, you know, I'm... I'm excited for our next episode of Angel. I'm excited for our next couple Buffy. As I mentioned, I, like... I don't think there's an episode of this season of Buffy that I don't like. This is your favorite season. Yeah. There are a few Angel episodes this season, which aren't my favorites. Um, it is my favorite Angel season, but I, it does have a couple that um, that I don't love. But overall, I'm just really excited to be doing these two seasons because yeah. there's a lot of great stuff. 
Speaking of which, um, thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Angel Season 2, Episode 2, Are You Now or Have You Ever Been? Yes. One of my favorites of all time. Um, uh, Just spoilers. It's going to be my first five star I give this season. All right. Uh, I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's spelled C-O-F-F-M-A-N. I also run a blog, horrorbyharrison.blogspot.com, where I write about a different horror film every week. Um, (laughs) uh, This week I'm actually taking a break uh, because I'm just a little behind, so I want to let myself get caught up. Um, And uh, so I'm taking a, a small break from the blog this week. Not really. I'm just catching up on the break, but I won't have a new one out. But my last one was um, Let the Right One In. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at yummyj357 and on the PlayStation Network at yummyj357. Nice. I got a PS5 recently, (laughs) so I'm like, yay, this is fun. (laughs) Uh, You can find us on Booze and Buffy, or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy. Uh, or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. The and is spelled out in all those instances. And don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on either Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Like, rate us nicely, please. Yes. <laughs> oh, shout out to... Um, oh, no, I forgot. I meant to pull this up. We had a nice shout out on Twitter this week. Oh. Um, that I'm pulling up now. Uh, it's coming, it's coming, it's You're coming. really ramping it, dude. Um, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Okay, alright, this is gonna be a fun edit. Where is it, where is it, where is it? Uh, Patricia on Twitter gave us a nice shout out. So thank you, Patricia. That was very cool. kind. Um, each week we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. Uh, this week we are highlighting 10,000 Degrees. 10,000 Degrees' mission is to achieve educational equity and to support students from low-income backgrounds to and through college to positively impact their communities and the world. Visit www.10,000degrees.org for more information. And that is 10,000, the numerals, not spelled out. So one and four zeros. Yes. As always, go slay. And be gay. And have a work ethic. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.